0: This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. That time of year again, bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. And DraftKings is giving all customers a free shot up to $100,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is head to the DraftKings app and make your picks. Download the DraftKings app, head to their free-to-play pool page, and enter DraftKings free $100,000 tournament seeding pool. Free-to-play pools are easy to play. All you have to do is make your picks for who you think will get a ticket into March's biggest tournament. If you have the most answers correct, you win. The bank is open. Plus, don't forget about golf's fifth major this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in total prizes with a DraftKings Tournament seating Pool. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer, Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host,
2: Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Thursday, March 11th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you. Uh, ready to break down the Thursday card. Ten games to break down, so a huge a slate of action in NHL. But that's not the only sport with a lot of action today. It could be sensory overload for, for yours truly, the host uh, in the captain's chair of this show on a daily basis, because I got TVs galore around me, three of them, side by side by side, all of them with conference, tournament, college basketball action, wall to wall, all day, all night. Not only today, but tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be like that. And also, uh, lots going on in the sports world, but of course, we're a hockey show. We're puckheads. Like I always say, it's better to be a puckhead than a fuckhead. And, and I think we're looking at a situation here where. There's still a lot of hockey to focus on, a lot of hockey to get excited about. Uh, And this is a very fascinating card. We've got lots of interesting matchups, situations. We welcome in a brand new coach to one of these teams making his debut behind the bench tonight. Uh, So lots of interesting things to talk about with these games tonight. Let's get to it. We'll start with the Washington Capitals taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. We've got Philly minus 120, home favorites, total six shaded to the over in this game. Philadelphia Flyers, maybe a little bit asleep at the wheel for periods of the uh, game the other night against the Buffalo Sabres, although you can s- somewhat forgive a team for playing that way. I mean, some with Buffalo, as bad as things have been, sometimes you get guilty of complacency and just thinking it's going to be an easy night, and maybe Philadelphia fell into that situation a little bit the other night against the Sabres, but they rallied back, and, and they found themselves a 5-4 victory against Buffalo after trailing 3-1 uh, early in that game I think the Flyers will play well tonight. It's a little bit of a short turnaround revenge spot because Washington actually was playing in Philly Sunday night and beat the Flyers by a score of 3-1. to I kind of like the Philly side here. I like the situation that they're looking to earn a little redemption for losing to the Capitals on Sunday night. And it's not like Washington was uh, a very uh, sturdy performance for 60 minutes from them the other night against the New Jersey Devils. They were up 4-1, to coughed up the lead. The Devils actually came back and tied it. And Washington needed a Jacob Vrana uh, overtime game winning goal uh, to survive a game comeback effort uh, from the New Jersey Devils the other night. Uh, I still think Philly's a little bit more reliable defensively. I'm going to give them a pass for kind of not looking that way against Buffalo. And Carter Hart didn't exactly play well. But for the most part, I think I, I think their blue line's a little bit more reliable than Washington's. And I think now that they've got a lot of their offensive pieces back, nobody's on that COVID list anymore for the flyers. Uh, You're seeing that offense take off. So I like Philly, the side a little bit stronger than the total, but I'm also a little bit on the over in this game as well with the uh, capitals and flyers. Alex, any thoughts from you on this game? I like
1: the total a little bit more than the side, to be honest, I I would lean with Philly. uh, So they dominated in in this series that throw the loss out from the other day. They had won five straight meetings. Uh, against Washington, like you said, now with everybody back healthy from the COVID list, you know, basically for both teams all offensively, uh, I can see this being a back and forth contest. Like I said, Carter Hart struggled, even though he plays better at home than he does on the road. Uh, he's just been completely off his game as as of late. So uh, I think Washington will be able to capitalize on that. But Sam Sonoff, even though he's 3-0-1, he hasn't looked uh, is completely as sharp as he has in his previous seasons, previous starts. So I could just see this being a back and forth game. Not sure who wins this. Uh, maybe even take a shot with a draw. It could be one of those higher scoring games that finds its way into overtime. But I like the
2: over six at a, a cheaper uh, chalk price. All right, over six minus 110 with the Capitals and Flyers for Alex in this one. Florida Columbus, Florida minus 125 to minus 130 road favorites. Total five and a half shaded to the over. And I was kind of worried and unsettled about backing Florida the other day. I shouldn't have been. But sometimes you just look at that price and you say, isn't that a, a, a cheap price tag for what we think is the better team and the team that has played like the better squad all season long that being the Panthers and it proved to be that way they get the four to two victory uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets the other night I don't know what changes here I mean it's kind of disappointing that things have just completely flatlined for the Columbus Blue Jackets there's some such excitement when they traded for Patrick A and Jack Roslovic from the Jets and sent, obviously, Pierre-Luc Dubois the other way. But boy, it, it just hasn't panned out. The, the defensive game continues to struggle. Jonas Corpusalo actually played, I thought, better the last game against uh, Florida. It still didn't matter. And prior to that, he had really been fighting the puck quite a bit this season as well for the Blue Jackets. So there's really a bunch of issues right now that this team has at this point in time. And yeah, I know they're going to look to avenge uh, the other the, uh, loss the other night, but just not playing very good hockey uh florida i think as long as they don't get you know overconfident, you know don't think that uh you know we beat them once we're gonna have it easy tonight i think maybe philly was guilty of that as i just talked about with buffalo the other night but i don't like thinking that way and i don't like betting that way just thinking a team might be complacent a team might look past somebody i think it's once again I'll go back to the well situation with the Florida Panthers. It's just a far better team right now. And Columbus having issues, not only finding the back of the net, their power plays just completely fallen off uh, in recent games. And obviously the defensive game and the goaltending of Corpus Allo, quite frankly, it just hasn't been where it was last year. So I like Florida one more time here. Reasonable price. Once again, laying just a buck 25 in this matchup. What do you think, Alex Panthers blue jackets?
1: Yeah, I played this game actually yesterday. Uh, probably by maybe about 20 minutes after we went off the air yesterday, I, I played this game because I thought for sure that minus 130 that was around was not going to be uh there today, and I'm I'm stunned to see it being still in that minus 125 130 range. Uh, I I'm stunned because honestly, like I said, Columbus, this is a team that has uh taken a tailspin toward the bottom of the Central right now, and is a team that even though they haven't played well against Columbus over the years, uh, they just only won three of the last 17 meetings against them, but like I said, we're talking about two different, uh, you know, teams right now. Two different franchises right now. Florida's been looking really good. They're eight and two their last ten games on the road, which so that's a mark of a good team. That's something to start paying attention to nowadays too. With you know the second half of the season, teams that went on the road are teams you want to back, especially uh, as, as favorites. I don't see where Columbus uh, will hang around in this game, so I like them uh, minus a dollar thirty. I would even possibly take a shot with them in regulation. But these two teams somehow find ways to end up in overtime in games they shouldn't. Uh, we've seen that with Florida, and Carolina a couple times. Uh, Columbus playing a couple of games where they uh, you know, they had leads and they end up you know blowing them and going
2: in in the OT. So I'm going to play it safe and just lay the the bigger favorite price with Florida. Yeah, Mersleykins is in net for Columbus. He's ready to return in the between the pipes. He was injured for a while on the IR list. They need to give Corpusalo a break. I, I kind of like the move. Maybe it sparks them, but he hasn't played in a while. I don't like you know goalies when they haven't been in action for quite some time, uh, and that's been kind of the case here with Merslekins and Bobrovsky. Goalie Bob is in for Florida, and he's played better lately. And hey, is he always gonna? He's always gonna get you would think in theory fired up to play the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, former team. Uh, so I don't mind the goalie matchup here uh, for Florida. When it comes to this game tonight. All right. Next one up, we've got Winnipeg Toronto. Uh, Toronto minus 180, home favorites, six, six and a half, the total uh, in this game. Uh, Speaking of goalies, Connor Hellebuck. If you uh, watched this game the other night between the Jets and the Leafs, Connor Hellebuck put on a show, especially in the third period. It was a high danger scoring chance onslaught for the Toronto Maple Leafs in that game uh, against the Winnipeg Jets and I'll be know it was a best bet win for me with Winnipeg on the show the other night, but a lot of it was thanks to the heroics of Halibut. He was outstanding. He kept uh, Winnipeg uh, in the lead when Toronto was really pressing in the final two minutes. So I'm going to take them. I'm going to go on, take the money and run a little Steve Miller band with this Winnipeg team tonight. I'm going to take the money that I got from them the other night uh, against the Leafs and I'm putting it in the pocket. I'm not back on the jets tonight. Uh, I would expect Toronto to win this game. I think they, uh, they know they played well enough to win the other night against Winnipeg. They got a better, bit better puck luck, do a better job finishing. And of course, if Hellock isn't even a tenth of as good as what he was uh, down the stretch of that game, uh, the Leafs might have tied it and maybe even come back to win the game. I still like what I've seen from the Jets. The goal that Kyle Connor scored the other night was fantastic. The pass, the little thread-the-needle pass that Nikolai Ehlers gave him on that goal the other night for Winnipeg was outstanding. If you didn't see the game live and you haven't seen the highlights of that game, check it out. It was just a beautiful pass from behind the net. Perfect. Right on the stick, right on the tape. And there was nothing Freddie Anderson could do about it. Uh, So yeah. So Winnipeg played, capitalized on their chances. And again, they're perfect off a loss. However, now they're off a win. I lean a little to Toronto in regulation here. Uh, The price is around that minus 120. 20 minus 130 range uh, with the Leafs in regulation. I don't know if I'll get there. I might still, but for now, it's just a lean with Toronto for me in regulation time, minus 130. Maybe the game goes over the total as well. I lean that way. Maybe the floodgates open just a bit for the Leafs tonight after having so many chances against Hellebuck. And these weren't just regular shots, run of the mill shots on goal. These were grade A chances. These were like stone cold 10 bell saves from Hellebuck. So for that reason, I could see this game transitioning a little bit more into a higher scoring affair. So I lean to the over, and I lean a little bit to Toronto in regulation. Alex, what's your thoughts here with the uh, Jets and Leafs?
1: Yeah, I played earlier today. I, I saw the the numbers open up for the first period over, and it was right at my threshold, 1.5 minus 150. It's a little bit high, but these two teams have been trending no no worry, but up as far as first period overs go. Uh, Winnipeg 7-3, and three, Toronto 6-4, and four, each in their last 10, respectively. And in the last 12 meetings between these two, eight and 8-4 to the first period over. So uh, like I said, I lean with the full game over. I grab that minus 150. It's now at 2 plus 120. For some reason, I've had a, a bad luck with, with twos uh, in the first period totals. But I think this one should go over that two mark as well. But I'm just going to stick with the over. Uh I, like I, said, I think it's going to be back and forth. Winnipeg has really found, uh, like you said, you know, we saw, like, like you said, a quality goal with Kyle Connor. They've been finding their stride offensively. Uh, and this is a Toronto team that still, they're not just that complete shutdown defense. We know that they can put up the offense and, and go back and forth in, and, 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 uh, you know, different battles. But I don't just trust them to just put up a, a, you know, a 4-1, 5-1 win. I think they could win this game, uh, but I think it's going to go back and forth. So, I like the over, and it's a slight lean with the first period over
2: all right so uh lean to the over and a and a lean to the first uh period over as well uh for Alex. And nothing's official though on that game right
1: yeah no nothing official for the show alex I, like I said i I have minus 150 one and a half in my pocket so maybe if you can if we see a goal middle of the, of the first period look for something live but uh I'm not gonna lay 160 170 at the spot right now
2: yeah, and don't love it at the two number either. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, definitely That makes sense, definitely, in that one. Uh, Nashville, Carolina, Carolina minus 230. Home favorites, five and a half, the total. I, look, I met, made a bunch of money against Nashville. I, I think Carolina wins this game, but the, the the adjustments being made to how good Carolina is and how rotten Nashville is against good teams. It's hard to find value. Vinny Trocheck's out tonight for Carolina, which does kind of bother me because he's played so well offensively this season. Uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So uh, that's going to hurt. Tara Vinen's been out. We'll have to see if he's, he's a cu- getting close to come back. We'll have to see if he ret- is able to return tonight for the Hurricanes or not. Like, I don't doubt Carolina's ability to win the game tonight. But again, the value is dissipating now to fade Nashville against these better teams. And they did... Play hard the other night against Carolina, although they still coughed up a lead uh, and lost when it was all said and done. Uh, nevertheless, I'm looking at this as Carolina or pass, but I'm going to pass uh, again. I'm up a lot this season betting against Nashville. A lot of money in my pocket. I'm going to keep it there, at least for tonight. Uh, what do you think, Alex? Nashville, Carolina.
1: I would look at Carolina's team total. He's uh, about three and a half over three and a half. Minus a dollar fifteen, and this win streak they've had six games. Uh, they've scored three or more goals in all uh, six of uh, these contests. Where I said Nashville, I mean everything's going wrong for Nashville right now. And uh, like I said, I could see where this maybe they get some goals of their own, but they're going to give up goals. So uh, I, I feel more comfortable if with backing anything Carolina. It would be the team total. Uh, obviously, no value whatsoever, even on the regulation line or puck line, uh, when you're seeing a price at, at you know minus two forty for the regular money line. So. Uh,
2: hurricanes team total over three and a half. I'll make that official. There we go. Uh, hurricanes team total over three and a half. And what was the price there? And it's $1. fifteen. All right. That's not a bad price. Uh, over three and a half minus 115 with that uh, Carolina uh, team total for Alex B. Smith. New Jersey, New York Islanders, uh, Islanders minus 210. Uh, Home favorites, five and a half shaded to the under. Uh, Pretty easy pass for me. Maybe a lean to the under. I could see it being low scoring. I could definitely see New Jersey. Lindy Ruff was not happy with the uh, defensive breakdown. And again, they did come back uh, against Washington the other night, but he said it after the game. Can't spot a team like that, three goals, and expect to uh, win the game. Uh, I think they tighten it up. Islanders, of course, don't mind and love playing that style. In fact, uh, under Barry Trotz. So if anything, I'd lean under the total. Nothing on the side. Islanders should win the game, but you're laying a hefty price, not a lot of value. And again, with the Islanders, Boston game went to overtime. They beat up on Buffalo before that. Uh, So this game has the makings of a tight, it could be a lower scoring and a tight contest. New Jersey has at times given the Islanders uh, a pretty tough game. So uh, that's why this game's a, a game I'm staying away from. Maybe you take a chance with the draw. You know, I know Alex is the uh, first period totals and draw guru when it comes to the Ice Guys crew. Uh, Maybe you look in that direction here, but uh, that's just a a lean for me. Same with the under. Uh, Just leans for me, nothing in terms of an official bet for me on this game. Uh, Anything for you, Alex, with the Devils and Islanders?
1: Yeah, you called it. This game screams... Over time, pretty much with these these two teams and their styles of play, and like I said, this is a a awfully inflated number uh, for the Islanders. And the Islanders are that much better of a team than New Jersey. But like you said, they you know they're not they're not one of those teams that just really kind of uh, have that killer instinct at times to put teams away. New Jersey is a team that has been feisty. They've you know fought back in the third, even though they buried themselves in a hole in the first 40 minutes of play more often than not. But I could see this easily being a two-two or three-three game. So you're getting a, a great draw price here too because of the inflated. Uh, favorite number, I got it at plus 360 right now. So uh, that's definitely worth taking a shot with. now even if you're playing it just a quarter unit or a half unit personally. But uh, I like this draw uh, at plus 360.
2: That's right. And there's that. that's what you should be doing with the draw because there are a little bit more variance with those. Take just a couple bucks, smaller bet than your normal uh, wager size for like a standard spread or or, or money line or a total. Uh, you definitely uh, want to keep those smaller but definitely good bang for your buck if they cash yeah. on those. Draws. That's a good point.
1: That's a good point. Usually I play all of my total Sometimes I'll go a full unit with the draw, but most times, and that's usually if there's a trend to follow, but if I just have a gut feeling like this one, I'll go a half unit. And then in the playoffs, of course, that's always a full unit with the draw because we see that, more often than not, you know, games obviously being close and, and, and tighter in the in the postseason. But, uh, but yeah, somebody asked me that, I think, last episode or episode before, what unit measurement do I use for the draw? So it tends to be more often than not a half a unit, but there will be times if I find a, a trend that backs it strong enough to go one full unit.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely wise in terms of managing your bankroll if you're going to bet. Draw the uh, three way draw uh, in an NHL game. Pittsburgh Buffalo. We've got Pittsburgh minus 210, uh, road favorites total six across the board. Uh, Buffalo actually played pretty well early in the game against the Flyers last night, and the roof caves in. They give up the lead. They lose in overtime, uh, and uh, the Buffalo Sabres lose once again. uh, A team that even when they step up a little bit, they just can't sustain it for 60 minutes. This goaltending and defense is horrid right now for Buffalo. We've talked a lot about how Taylor Hall has underachieved. Eichel's been injured and missed the last few games. He might be having an injured heart, though, and an injured soul, just as much as an injured body part right now, Uh, as Alex hinted the other day. uh, It's just not a good situation. Uh, And apparently they're they're saying something that Jack Eichel, in terms of his uh, health status, it might be something that's a little more serious. Uh, So it's definitely something you want to keep in mind. Darren Drager was tweeting something about that uh, earlier today that uh, all of a sudden Jack Eichel, we worry and then all of a sudden as well for a Buffalo team, that's at least listening and kicking the tires on some trade offers for maybe some involving Jack Eichel that impacts things quite a bit. You know, you don't want to trade for damaged goods. If you're another team, no question about that. You want to guarantee he's going to be able to return and help you at playoff time. Uh, So there's all kinds of, uh, uh, question marks now about Eichel in terms of uh, his, his health off the ice right now. So Buffalo's in a world of hurt. Pittsburgh's rolling. Pittsburgh sweeping the New York Rangers uh, in back-to-back games at home. They have played really good. You you look at their record since Brian Burke and Ron Hextall, the new uh, regime took over, the new front office. I think they're like nine and three or eight and three or something like that since that time. So they've played good hockey here. Pittsburgh and regulation for me is just, for me, an automatic here at around minus 120 to minus 130. I do like the over as well because the Sabres are just hemorrhaging goals all of a sudden. They have a terrible defense right now. Jake McCabe, they miss him. He's been injured. They miss that guy. And forget forget it with the two goalies. I can't count on either of them, Alex, for a save right now. I don't care if it's Jonas Johansson. I don't care if it's Carter Hutton. Uh, Neither of these guys are guys that can keep the puck out of the net right now. They're struggling. I don't know if that's going to change at all right now. Uh, I like the over as well in this game. Over six at around even money. I I think that's a good one to go with because the Sabres have suddenly been over machines just because they've been giving up goals in bunches. I wouldn't argue with Penguins team total over. And I'm going to sprinkle on some goal scoring props in this game. I wouldn't argue with Rust, Crosby, or Gensel, anyone on that Pittsburgh top line. They're feeling it right now, all three of them. The guy that I like even more from a goal-scoring prop tonight, the player for Pittsburgh, Kasperi Kapanen. This guy's really got it going right now, and you can get down to about plus 250 on him uh, to score a goal in some spots tonight. So Kapanen's the one I like the most. The top line guys, Crosby, Gensel, Rust, I wouldn't argue with that, but bang for your buck. Kasperi Kapanen, you know, he's now up to, I think, seven or eight goals on the season. The majority of them have been scored by him in like the last week or so. He's on a really good, uh, really good uh, run offensively. I know Leaf fans will hate to hear that because he used to be with them, but uh, nevertheless, uh, they're playing well right now offensively, especially those top guys. So this could be a good night for them against this uh, moribund, downtrodden Buffalo Sabres team. What do you think here, Alex? Pittsburgh taking on Buffalo.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that with Kasperi Captain and he scored four goals in his last five games. So he's been on fire. Like, like Crosby and Rust uh that top line, they're you know getting things done too. And the fact that they're getting the offense rolling, they scored twenty-one goals total in the last five games. Now you're taking on a Buffalo team that's given up twenty-four goals uh, in the last five games. This this could get real ugly really fast. I like the Penguins here on the puck line. Uh and I also like Penguins' team total over three and a half. That I got that around Uh, surprises that was minus a dollar 15 as well, but the puck line minus one and a half at plus plus one twenty five. Uh, and I I was going to take a shot with the regulation at first, but because I have a couple other plays and I like that Florida, uh, money line. So I didn't want to have too many, uh, you know, high favorites. So I'm going to play it a little, you know, safer price wise with a puck line, but I don't think this should be uh, much of an effort for here from Buffalo. Like I said, they're pretty much, you know, on auto fade uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking for some way to play against them, be it a team total or regulation or a puck line. So a puck line and team total with Pittsburgh tonight.
2: Yeah. You can argue they've even been worse at home, believe it or not. And this is a home game for Buffalo. You could argue they've even been worse on home ice, at least on the road, the Islanders, they played good for a period or two. in some of those games, they played good for half the game against the Flyers on the road the other night, at home, it's almost been even more lifeless and the worst performances from this uh, Sabres team. So that's why I think the I think it's even more value to bet against Buffalo at home because the prices will be cheaper. The puck line uh, numbers will be a little bit more reasonable. Uh, and I, I think you could make a, a decent argument, at least, that Buffalo's play at home has been every bit as bad, if not worse, than their play on the road uh, this season. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, next up, we've got uh, the New York Rangers. Taking on the Boston Bruins, Boston minus 190, home favorites, five and a half the total, shaded to the under. Uh, Tough loss for the Bruins uh, in a really tight checking, low scoring slugfest against the Islanders. Uh, Islanders prevail with the shootout victory, uh, two to one. They just cannot seem to win uh, in Nassau Coliseum. Uh, It's got to be frustrating for this Bruins team. Although, you know, again, they had chances, they had shots on goal, just. Not a lot of finish offensively suddenly for Boston. This offense is nails on a chalkboard right now. I mean, they, they get shut out by the New Jersey Devils. They score just the one goal uh, the other night uh, against the uh, New York Islanders. So offense has been difficult to come by for the Boston Bruins right now. That's an issue going into this game against the uh, Rangers. The Rangers are obviously having their... Uh, struggles I was kind of getting excited Alex for the Rangers playing a little bit better there but then you know most of those wins were New Jersey head-to-head and then they finished those games against New Jersey they played Pittsburgh twice and I bought in hook line and sinker maybe the Rangers are going to get something going and what ends up happening back-to-back losses to the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, for the New York Rangers and the good news is Artemi Panarin Uh, It might be nearing a return here for the New York Rangers. So uh, that could be a good sign, help the offense a bit. Although, you know, guys like Chris Kreider uh, and Buchnevich have done a yeoman's work trying to carry the load offensively. But they they missed the playmaking and the finishing of the bread man for sure. Uh, And they could definitely welcome him back into the lineup defensively, you know, and goaltending has been kind of up and down uh, for this Rangers team. That's been a bit of an issue as well. Uh, this game's this game's just to stay away from it. It screams just stay away from it for me. I don't want to lay any, I don't want to take Boston in any form here, not money line, not regulation, and certainly not puck line because they can't score right now. But I'm done trusting the Rangers here uh, for at least a couple of games. And I would think Boston brings a good effort after back to back losses here at home. So I'm passing on this game all around. Alex, what about you? Rangers Bruins.
1: It's a lean for me with Boston and also a lean toward the draw here. Like I said, this is Boston is not playing in its best form, but they have done well against uh, the Rangers for the most part. Only lost kept coming, you know, a week ago with that 6-2 defeat, but they bounced back and picked up a win in that next meeting. So uh, this is a Ranger team. Like I said, yeah, look like they had some things rolling, but they're one of those teams where, you know, they beat the teams. They're supposed to beat the, the, you know, the bottom feeders in that Eastern division. When they go up in class, they struggle. Uh, and that's just kind of the way it's going to be, it seems like, for the, the rest of this year. They're not going to uh, mount too much of, of any kind of battle, barring some kind of crazy circumstance. With some other teams in that division maybe dropping down, but uh, I just don't see that happening right now. So it's a lean with Boston, but the draw, I think, uh, makes a lot of sense here. I think these two teams kind of play each other tight enough. We saw an overtime meeting between the two already.
2: Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see another one here tonight. You're absolutely right about that. They played they played tight games, and they had one of those games go past regulation head-to-head uh, earlier this season. Uh, so no doubt about it. Uh, something to keep in mind uh, that maybe and with the Boston Bruins, and if you can't score, how can you pull away and win by margin against somebody? Uh, so that might bring the draw right into play here tonight uh, in this game between the uh, Rangers and the Bruins. Uh, next up on the uh, Thursday card, Tampa Bay-Detroit uh, rematch of the other night. Uh, Tampa bay Minus three sixty to minus three eighty in some spots, although it's minus three forty in others. So we're seeing a wide range of prices here with the exorbitantly favored Lightning here in this game. Five and a half shaded to the under the total. I said the other day we do we don't always get our gut feels right or gut, you know, gut reactions right. But my gut reaction the other night with Tampa Detroit was dangerous spot for the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, a team playing. You know, Detroit after a slew of games against Chicago, Florida, Carolina, the best teams in the divisions. And they kind of sleptwalk through that game against Detroit. You know, they turned it on when they had to. They turned it on when uh, they uh, were down in that game. They came back. They tied it. And then they found a way to win in overtime. So good stuff there from the Tampa Bay Lightning. No question about that. Uh, but definitely it was a game where they did not really bring it for 60 minutes. Now, will they do that tonight? You get the sense they might. I could see this being the game where Tampa Bay kind of puts the boots to Detroit, but where's the value? I mean, regulation, there's none. How you're laying out, you're laying a, you're laying chalk. You're laying a price with a puck line here on Tampa Bay at minus one and a half goals. Uh, there's just very, very little opportunity to find, wow, there's a great value bet to be made here on the Tampa Bay lightning tonight uh, in this game. It's just very, very difficult to find it. So for me, I'm going to be a, a stand on the uh, uh, sideline when it comes to this game. Uh, Alex, anything for you with Tampa Detroit?
1: Yeah, I'm going with the first period over one and a half. You're getting it at, uh pick and price minus a dollar 10. We've seen this cash in six of the last eight meetings between these two teams. Uh, and that's, you know, gave it out on the show as well. You know, Tampa Bay, the way that they've dominated against Detroit, and they you know started off hot early in the last game. I could see that being the same thing here. Even if Detroit, uh, you know, can match them and get a goal, that just helps out our cause. So, He said, they can't play anything as far as a a side's concerned, but I like this first period over. I think it's a great price, and I think we'll see uh, at
2: least a couple of goals from Tampa Bay and maybe one in from Detroit as well. All right, Tampa Bay, Detroit over one and a half in the first period for Alex B. Smith in his vehicle. I believe we have Jimmy Murphy with us. Uh, Jimmy, welcome in. What do you think of Tampa, Detroit?
3: Yeah, I apologize for any bad connections, guys, on the road. With this game, I'm liking a team total over for Tampa Bay in this game. Uh, I totally agree with everything you guys said. There's really no value in taking lightning on the side. So give me the team total over.
2: All right. I'll get your thoughts, uh, Jimmy, on the Bruins game in particular. Uh, Bruins and Rangers, we talked about that one. I'm passing on it. Alex kind of leans to Boston in regulation, but nothing strong. What do you think for the Bruins? They can't put a puck in the ocean right now, Jimmy. What's going on with them?
3: I mean, first of all, to give them, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for them and they're not going to make excuses either, but they are really ravaged by injuries on the blue line right now. And, you know, when people think of offense, they always think of forwards. But really, if you look at the contenders, the good teams that win the Stanley Cup or, or get far in the playoffs, like the Dan Bay Lightning and Dallas Stars, Their offense generates from the back end, and right now they can't seem to do that, and they really can't get that puck out of their zone quick enough, so I think we're going to see this for a bit with the Bruins, and they're really just going to have to rely on their goaltending, and that's why I'm going to go with the under in this game. Uh, I think on a side i lean to the Bruins winning, but I think right now the Bruins are really just going to rely on goaltending and defense and hopefully pop a few in on rebounds.
2: All right, like in the under uh in the Bruins and Rangers game, uh, Jimmy in that one. All right, we'll go move on to Chicago and Dallas. Dallas minus 150 home favorites, five and a half, the total shaded to the under in this one. Uh, this is this is all of a sudden a pretty big statement game, or you know, what do you got to say for yourself? You know, that m- reminds me of the friggin' uh Frank Costanza when he's talking to uh the doll that looks like his wife in Seinfeld, he rips the head off it. Hey, what do you think now? What do you got to say for yourself? He says that, and that's kind of what I feel like I should say to Chicago now. What do you have to say for yourself tonight in this game after that embarrassing effort the other night? Terrible effort, terrible performance uh, on what was Patrick Kane's 1,000th uh, uh, career game. Didn't play well at all. Dominated, outshot, outplayed, outhustled, losing all the puck battles, terrible defensive play, hung Suban out to dry. Suban wasn't great either, but uh, there was a team failure collectively. Uh, everyone involved, poor game. And now, all of a sudden, they're losing their ground a little bit in the division. Things are getting a little bit more tight now uh, in terms of their hold on a playoff spot. Dallas is starting to put some things together, play better the last couple games. This is an important game for Chicago. Can they rise up? It's kind of once bitten, twice shy for me. I took Chicago. I really liked them the other night, and they disappointed me greatly. I kind of want to come back to Chicago tonight, but I'm a little bit more gun-shy and a little bit more hesitant. Udobin and Net. it'll be back to Kevin Lankinen tonight for chicago and let's be honest Lankinen's kind of had a tough time the last few starts he's kind of gone backward in the other direction so we'll see but i think chicago in theory this is a spot where they should bring it but i thought they'd bring it the other night they didn't i still lean chicago but gotta admit little gun shy little gun shy going into this one alex what about you chicago dallas yeah i'm gonna take one more shot here with the
1: hawks and if, if they don't pull it together. Uh, in this game, then it's going to be time to fade them, and and more than likely also be looking at some of their overs too. Like I said, uh, it's going to be up to Lincoln then once again to make some brilliant saves uh, and, and bail out the defense that was absolutely atrocious once again. Uh, and last, you know, last time they were out there, it wasn't all you know Malcolm Subban's fault. He made 31 saves. Uh, he was asked to to make some you know gigantic saves at times, and he just couldn't answer to all of them. But that defense in front of him. Uh, was just absolutely terrible. And then the offense as well. I mean, you know, they got to find ways to carry the puck in against Dallas. You can't just, uh, you know, dump and chase, especially with the size advantage that they have over the Hawks. For the most part, they, you know, they're a much more physical team than the Hawks. Uh, and, and that's part of the reason why they're able to, to blow them out in that fashion. So the Hawks have to, you know, play their game, but they got to be smart about it. And they've got to start, it starts with solid defense. Uh, so if they can get that and they can get the good goaltending from Lincoln, which I, I always feel more comfortable with that than Subban. Uh, at a plus price here, I'm taking a shot at the Hawks, but like I said, this is a you know I wouldn't talk anybody off of just playing, staying away from this game altogether. But definitely a watch and see because if the Hawks have the same kind of effort uh, or, or run out of gas
2: uh, in, in this game, then it, it could be trouble ahead. And we'll have to see if Dallas wins tonight. Does this propel a run for them? Uh, that's going to be the big question. Now, Jimmy, do you want to trust the Hawks one more time tonight as they play Dallas again?
3: No, I don't. And, you know, as, as I was saying about the Dallas Stars, they were really on, they were really winning when they had that offense coming from the defense. And I think the return of Klingberg really helps them a lot. Uh, I like what they, they showed the other night. And, yeah, I do think they're about to go on a little run because it's basically do or die for them. With all the games they missed because of COVID and everything, uh, they're behind the eight ball, and they know that they really don't have any room for error. So give me the Dallas Stars on the money line tonight.
2: All right, like in Dallas, minus one forty-five. Uh, ride the team that's feeling it uh, against the Chicago team that's trying to find their way again, find their footing again here going into this game tonight. Uh, the Final game on this Thursday card. It's the Montreal Canadiens and the Calgary Flames. Even money on both sides, minus one ten. Total five and a half shaded to the over in this game. Uh, yeah, Radulov and is may may return. You're right. Uh, someone in our chat saying that in the next game for Dallas. So yeah, and Seguin is going to come back hopefully soon at some point. So. That's really when we can evaluate Dallas. If they get those two of their best forwards and scorers back, and then keep playing good hockey, maybe they can uh, make the make them make a season uh, out of this. Still, after a really tough start that they've had uh, for the first month and a half, uh, Montreal and Calgary. Look, we know what we the, the main storyline is here. It's Daryl Sutter, head coach of the Calgary Flames, back with the team, and he'll make his Flames debut behind the bench tonight. He finally arrived with the team Tuesday. And in his very first practice, very Saturian of him uh, on, on Tuesday, bag skate for about 45 minutes uh for the Flames in his very first appearance on the ice in a practice environment with the Calgary Flames. So this guy's not screwing around. Uh, he's there to you know crack some skulls, he's there to you know, snap this team to attention. Because, you know, Calgary to me has always been a little bit overvalued and overrated. I've said that for a year or two, but there's a better talent on this team than what they've shown so far this season. They're still better than what their record indicates. I don't know if they're a lot better, but they're at least a little bit better. We'll see if we get the uh, step-up effort tonight. Like I said, uh, when we talked about the hiring initially, I don't know if this is a long-term, this is going to work, this is going to get Calgary into the playoffs and this is going to make them a Stanley Cup contender like Daryl Sutter, the magic, like it worked for him in L.A. with the Kings. I think there's a little bit different situation. But the one thing we saw with Sutter when he took over L.A. was the team immediately went on a short term spurt. You know, they went on like an eight and two, nine and two type run. I think you're going to get at least for the first couple games, Calgary playing this game like it's game seven of the playoffs they're talking about how they love the bag skate. I don't know if they're just doing lip service, but I'm see, I'm reading Monahan and Gaudreau, Giordano saying, hey, we needed that. We need a wake-up call. We kind of needed that to uh, get ourselves going again and realize that there's how much better and how much harder we have to work and play as a hockey team. We'll see if those uh, words translate to action on the ice tonight. From a spot perspective, it couldn't be better for Calgary because they've had all these days off. They brought Sutter in. He's gotten a couple practices under their belt. They're rested. They haven't played since Sunday when they had that loss to the Ottawa Senators, whereas Montreal's now playing their third road game in four nights, a very late game last night. That wasn't even the normal Vancouver start time. That was 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. That game started last night. So this is a very short turnaround for Montreal on a back-to-back. It'll be Jake Allen in net because we saw Carey Price last night. Allen's been very good this year, but all of a sudden, Montreal's dropped four straight starts with him in net. Uh, So all of a sudden, things have kind of gone backward a little. Not that he was to blame, but lately they haven't been winning quite as much with Jake Allen uh, in net Montreal. I'm going to bet the angle. I don't always just knee-jerk bet it or blindly bet it, but I think it makes sense here. Calgary's saying the right things. They sound like they're going to be enthusiastic, really play well, play hard tonight. I like Calgary here at even money, minus 110. And the spot in the schedule lines up in their favor, too, with Montreal on the back-to-back after a very late game in Vancouver last night and now playing their third road game in four days either. So will this be a long-term Huge run for Calgary, and all of a sudden they're going on this crazy run. I don't know, but for tonight at least, I think you're going to get an A game from the Calgary Flames. I think they get the win. I'll go to Calgary here, minus 110. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Flames hosting the Habs.
1: Yeah, like you said, you you nailed it with the, the scheduling and, and timings. I saw that last night, and I wasn't sure what the reason for that later start in Vancouver was.
2: Uh, do you know what that was about, Ian? I don't know either. It was bizarre. It was just all of a sudden, 8 p.m. Pacific in Vancouver. And of course, normally at 7 p.m. local time, there starts there. So uh, I was surprised the game started that late, but uh, definitely did a disservice to Montreal because now they're playing, what, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific yeah. tonight on the second of back. to. So it's a less than 24-hour turnaround. It is a uh, It is a 22-hour turnaround from when they played last night, less than 24 hours. So tough scheduling spot for the Canadians.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when you have that, like I said the third night and four games as well, that, that could definitely lend it, it, you know, it's way to looking at fatigue uh on the half side. But I think more so is gonna be energy from Calgary, like I said, you know, after having the bag skate, uh, you know, these guys know that hey, we need to, you know, buckle down and get things rolling and get it rolling in a hurry because you know, you got a whole half of the season. Maybe this could be the push that puts them in the playoffs. I don't think it is either. I'm I'm with you. I think that you know they'll play better hockey, but they're still gonna probably fall a bit short. Uh, after the start that they have. But I think we're going to see enough
2: energy and effort from them tonight where they should be able to get the win here at a good pick and price. So I'm going with the Flames as well. All right, Calgary. Actually, minus 105 a uh, really good, uh, reasonable price here, given the situation, which I think is a good one for Calgary. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with uh, Montreal taking on Calgary?
3: I'll tell you guys, just to get to you on the on the whole deal with why that game was so late last night, according to Pierre McGuire, I heard him talking yesterday, he said it was because of the NBC Wednesday night game. They didn't want it to uh, go head-to-head uh, with that game, and so they pushed that one back and made it a little later. So that's that's your answer to that. Now
2: down to NBC. Now down to NBC. That doesn't surprise me. Well, that, yeah. that's, that's weird, too, because the
1: NBC game started earlier. They were six o'clock and eight or oh, seven o'clock and eight and nine thirty Eastern, so
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean maybe they're looking at the nine thirty one would have rolled too much into it if they started at yeah. ten. Uh, so that might have been it. Yeah, I don't know, but who knows? I don't I don't begin. To- i try to figure out TV questions there, but uh, I'll tell you what, guys, I love this spot for the Calgary Flames. I mean, like you guys said, the fatigue's got to set in here for the Canadians, and and kudos to them. They really turned it around here. They've gotten points in, what, six straight games, seven straight games, so uh, good for them. I, I thought that was a good showing against a Vancouver team that was starting to play better. Uh, for them to come out and win in the fashion they did, I uh, made a statement. So they're, they're allowed kind of a, I won't say a night off, but they're allowed a to dud tonight. And that's exactly what I think you're going to get. So I'm going to take two bets in this one. One of them is going to be my official bet as well. And that will be the uh, my, my official uh, best bet as well. And that will be the puck line for the Calgary Flames. And then I'm also going to take uh, under on the goal scored by the Montreal Canadiens. I believe it did under two and a half. So give me the under there on Canadians' goal scored tonight.
2: All right, there we go, Jimmy. Like in the Calgary puck line, uh, minus one and a half here in this one at a very uh, solid uh, plus price there, and also Montreal uh, team total uh, under as well. And you're right, this is Daryl Sutter is going to demand team commitment defensively. Simple as that. Uh, everywhere he's been, that's essentially what, what you're going to have. You're not going to backcheck. You're not going to back pressure. When you don't have the puck on your stick, you're going to be benched. You're not going to play. Simple as that. He wants that team commitment uh, on the defensive end of the East. I think you're probably going to see that here from the uh, Flames uh, right forward. Uh, kind of like the way the Leafs transitioned in the first days that Sheldon Keith was the head coach uh, for the uh, where they really focused and emphasized uh, defensive hockey. Uh, I think you're probably going to see that here for the uh, – uh, Calgary flames as well uh, going into this game against uh, the Montreal Canadiens. So Jimmy liking the puck line plus two twenty five. uh The team total for the Habs is under two and a half uh, plus one plus one ten. So you get a slight plus price on uh, Montreal's team total uh, to go under a uh, two and a half tonight. All right. That is the uh, Thursday NHL card. We've gotten through all 10 games. Great stuff with Alex B Smith and Jimmy Murphy uh, on the road going mobile. Like the who would say uh, on this Thursday edition of, Uh, the Ice Guys Hockey Betting Show. Uh, Before we get to best bets, another reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, and when you do sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, and when you use that, you will get uh, a deposit bonus. You'll get weekly incentives, specials, bet boosts, all kinds of perks to downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, signing up for an account, and using the promo code THPN with that. All right, great uh, show as always, guys. Uh, Always fun to be with you seven days a week. The only seven days a week NHL betting show uh, anywhere. Uh, Again, we're live noon Eastern, Monday to Friday on YouTube. Noon Eastern, Saturday and Sunday uh, on YouTube for our weekend editions. Uh, We're on here seven days a week breaking down uh, every game. Alex, let's turn to you. Best bet for Thursday. What do you like?
1: Yeah, I just want to mention everybody quickly to circle your calendars for Wednesday, March 24th. We got a couple of big announcements and events going on that day, that night. So uh, stay tuned with that. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll have more updates on our Twitter page at the underscore ice guys. And, uh, you know, following us on there, follow our uh, accounts as well. But uh, Tonight's best bet. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, on the puck line, minus a goal and a half, plus 125 against the horrible Buffalo Sabres. Uh, this game should be over with pretty quick and pretty fast. I think we're going to see goals galore. Uh, Like I said, I also like that team total, but my best bet will be the Penguins on the puck line uh, plus 125.
2: All right, there we go. Pittsburgh Penguins puck line minus one and a half plus 125. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Jimmy, you already said your best bet. You can reiterate it. Calgary puck line, right?
3: Yes, give me uh, the Jimmy puck line on the Calgary Flames tonight. Daryl Sutter gets his – Well, I guess it's not his first win as a Flames coach, uh, but his first win in many
2: moods. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It'll be fun to see him back. And like we've said many a time, it'll be even more fun to see the Daryl Sutter press conferences back. They are classic. Some of them are legendary. Uh, We'll start to see some of those again now that he's back behind an NHL bench. And mine is also a different form of betting Calgary, but my best bet is also Calgary. I'm just going a little bit safer uh, than Jimmy. I'm going with Calgary money line here -105 uh, against Montreal. Uh, great spot. I expect them to play one hell of a game tonight in Daryl Sutter's first game behind the Flames bench. Uh, I expect Calgary to really bring a good 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 game to the t- to the ice tonight. Uh, I'll go with Calgary, minus 105 against Montreal. That is my best bet for this Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. And that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thank you to everyone for tuning in live on YouTube. And a reminder, if you can't join us live on YouTube daily for the show as we uh, record it, You can always download the audio podcast version of the Ice Guys NHL Hockey Betting Show daily on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Not only NHL, enjoy all the college hoops action as well. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.